0: Live, juicy, inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. Hello. Hi, Jennifer.
1: You look like Marlon. I'm afraid I might my- okay. It's my Brando day. I'm, I'm, I'm at the beach, Jennifer. I'm at the beach. We're in Laguna Beach right now.
2: Nice.
1: I went on my I went on my World win since the book came out, my World win Celebrity Book Drop-Off. Yeah. And our last stop was here in Laguna Beach with an artist named Wyland. I'm sure you're familiar with his work.
2: He does those fantastic ocean paintings, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's not as good as the artist named Kai. Are you familiar with her work?
2: I'm extremely familiar with her work. She's extraordinary, actually. Well, thank you. I'm a big fan of hers. You are? I love love her mermaid paintings, if you want to know the truth. I love her mermaid paintings.
1: Well, should we put up a banner where people can go and see her work?
2: Yeah, please. Uh, You know, it's one of those things. um, If you don't get to the beach this summer for whatever reason, if you don't live close enough to drive there and you don't feel comfortable getting on a plane, these are the kinds of things that just remind you. I mean, if you're home, bring the beach to your home.
1: Yeah, it's kylava.com. She's just got, you know, she, you know, I, I don't want to say this. I'm not allowed to say this, but she just got commissioned by Dion Warwick and Clive Davis.
2: Oh, how fantastic. For new album cover.
1: I don't know. No, it's actually a painting for Clive's, for Clive's dining room.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah, can you believe that?
2: Nice. You know, I met Dionne Warwick when I was a kid. I was an apprentice at the Cape Cod Melody Tent one summer about 100 years ago. Right about this time of year, Dionne Warwick came through.
1: Really? She told yeah. me she met you. She said I met a little mini Julia Childs.
2: You know, it, and she called me Jenny, and she told me that I was a joy. How about that?
1: I call you Jenny. I thought I, I was you. the only
2: one. Everybody that knew me before I became Mrs. English and Mrs. Spices calls me Jenny. Is that
1: wild? What do you think about that? We're getting a lot of comments today. I mean, it's a big show. we got a big show, don't we?
2: We do. I have a question for you.
1: I don't have have any answers.
2: I have people calling me asking me if I can get them a copy of the Food and Beverage Magazine Guide to Restaurant Success because it's sold out. Is this true?
1: It is sold out on Amazon. It's literally wow. sold out the first day of like launch, legit. sold out.
2: Like like legit it, for real. Because people asked if I would to get it and they couldn't get it.
1: They, no, no. They they had to reorder. I think they got a stock, a big shipment overnight, and then they went down to like 14 left. I don't know where it's at now. It's been right, pretty amazing.
2: So I have a chef friend who's with me today that I want to get one for.
1: Well, he's gonna carry them in his in his schools. That's what we're going to do we're going to i'm going to meet with all my all my chef instructor teachers from the universities
2: I, and they're well you them, you got them into unlv you told me
1: well we're not sure yet we're going to you know we're going to wait and see jennifer we don't like You're to give up, up the hard. details details get a little get a little scary every once in a while you know what i'm saying a little sketch we'll find I, I, out I love- but yeah but it's sold out on amazon barnes and noble still has it books a million has it i don't know if it's in the barnes and noble stores at this point because of the covid it's yeah. supposed to be. I was supposed to have a big poster on Fifth Avenue, right? Um there's a, a uh, god there's one out of England. I know it's it's in for Europe, there's a big bookstore chain, they have it. Um but I was shocked, yeah, when, when Amazon they're like making people wait now, but I think they just they just restocked. So
2: All right, here's the right. question. Are restaurants still going to be opening? Are there restaurants and projects that were in the pipeline that are still opening because what do you do when it says time to close and all the projections are that restaurants might not open? Not close, I'm not saying time to close
1: Jenny, Jenny, Jenny is Jenny, i not saying time. They're not saying time to close. Okay. What they're saying is pick up your food at the door.
2: Yeah. That's what they're, saying. Okay.
1: they're not saying you have to close. They're saying pick up your food at the door. What does that say to you? It says to me, Hey, be creative, buddy, come up with something better. Figure out a way to make it work. It's your livelihood. Don't give up, right? And that's one of the things when we, when we, when you and I talked about this when I was writing the book, right? It's like you have all this inspiration, you have all these dreams and all these hopes and all these ways of creating, creating, creating. Just go back to that. Right. It's not a scary thing, you know? Go back. And you know what you can do? I don't like to say it too much, but I'm gonna show you. Let's reignite that spark, Jen.
2: Let's I know, it. right?
1: Yeah. And that's all they need to do. No one's saying close your doors. No one's saying that. No one's everyone's complaining. You know what? I get it. I went to a place today here in Laguna Beach, one of my most favorite, I don't even know what you call it, like roadside dives, I guess. It's called the Orange Inn. It's the most amazing place in the world. And there was a line around the building. So the people weren't going in.
2: that's one of the clues that Jane and Michael Stern from the road food books would tell you is a sign that that's a place you want to be eating. You know, for instance, if there's like a big uh, fiberglass cow outside, get the beef. And if there's a line around the building, stand in line. There's if a chance be a to
1: be a line. Listen, Jennifer, there's going to be a line. Everyone's got something fantastic,
3: yeah. right?
1: There's going to be a line. If you can just be creative, come up with something different, you'll make the line. You know, We were down on the beach today yep. on my vacation for the year, right? with my Hawaiian bride and she notices everything, right? There was a guy sitting on the beach with a rock and you know what he did? He balanced a heart shaped rock on top of it. Every single person, I didn't even notice it. She told me, she's like, you see, every single person stopped and looked at this rock with a heart shaped rock balancing on it, everybody. And what did the guy do? He then sold pictures to everybody walking around every single person. So it's just, how do you be creative? How do you get everyone's attention?
2: Find a way. I didn't think about it.
1: She thought about it. I was like, "Wow, you're right. Look at that—the most ridiculous thing, but it worked."
2: You know who says stuff like that is Tony Robbins.
1: He does say stuff like that occasionally. That's right, Tony. Tony, I know Tony, and, and he's friends with my best friend, obviously, you know Mike, and yep. who just, by the way, our biggest fan right now of the book is Mike Tyson. We haven't even launched the picture yet. He was he was reading. We hit his birthday. He was reading the book to people. It was like a, it was like um, being in a bookstore and having a live reading, but Mike was reading the book. It was amazing. That's
2: All right. Let's talk a little bit about where we're going today. Do you know what I'm allergic to?
1: Yes. Men. Whoa.
2: No. I'm no? allergic to bell peppers. Oh, Red you are? bell peppers.
3: And I didn't that's know not
2: that. a big deal in most places, but in the desert Southwest, People do a fine dice of confetti of bell peppers and they'll put it on everything. If you order waffles, they might put a confetti of red, green, and yellow bell peppers in a super fine dice. So you got to be careful and make sure it's not garnished. Are we yourself. saying
1: clinically allergic to or are we saying it upsets your stomach?
2: No, uh, I, am, I am allergic to them because something happened to the bell peppers. How they got modified is what I react to. I'm okay with the capsicums. It's just the bells that I have a problem with. All right. With. So what are we
1: talking about? So why don't we bring on our first guest? Yeah, I'm
2: what gonna... What's your food allergy? Do you have any allergies?
1: Sometimes I eat apples. I get, nause- I get like, sick in my stomach for some reason. If I eat too many apples, one apple, just goes right through me.
2: And how did you deal with food allergies in your book?
1: Um, I just told people to address them, you know, and don't be afraid of them, Yeah. you know? don't be afraid because someone has an allergy you can't really i mean you have to serve the masses to make the money obviously right right but you you can be conscious of and and you can ask is there anything you're allergic to you know it's all part of of hospitality right right so we want to make sure that they ask that and then they follow through because you don't follow through one time you're never coming back and i'm sure shandy Chernow, our next guest will tell us that i like to say the name before
0: you do
2: because she's come up with a solution that is really valuable and inventive and effective for operators. She creates these individualized menus for food allergic guests that is quick. It's an easy solution. It's, it, it's allowing them to have hassle-free service. And it's just the kind of thing that comes about when somebody's been really thoughtful, when they were really inspired, right? Right. And they got really inventive. And and that's what entrepreneurs and operators need to do. Operators and entrepreneurs alike need to come up with new concepts that they weave to enhance everybody's business and experience. And we are really excited to have the founder and president of Certistar on, Sandy, Sandy Now, How I'll are you? Coming
1: up next. Wait, I haven't put her on yet. She's going to be coming up next right after this. Or that. Probably this.
0: Whether you are thinking about or becoming that. a restaurateur or you this? are already in the business, Michael Pulitz has written a must-read, the Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books a Million, or wherever fine books are sold.
1: What would you think of that? That was a commercial, Shandy, right before you. It was I thought it would... unabashed stuff, right?
4: I thought it was great. I can't wait for the sequel that mentions, you know, food allergy technology and how much greater restaurants could be with food allergies with that.
2: So food allergy technology is not a word that a lot of people have used. It's a concept that you're helping to introduce us to. Shandy Chernow, welcome to Food and Beverage Magazine Live.
4: Thank you so much. And truly, thank you for having us on today. I really appreciate it.
2: This has to have some roots. You know, we were talking not long ago Because food allergies have played a really important role in many of our favorite foods. In fact, most people don't realize that Pepperidge Farm, the Pepperidge Farm brand was born when Margaret Rudkin, the founder, was trying to feed her child who had terrible allergies. I did not know that. And she made a special, she went to doctors, she went to dozens of doctors. This is in the 1920s. She went to dozens of doctors all over. And one of them said, "I can cure your kid of this allerg- of this of this problem." They didn't know what it was at the time, but if you made this health bread, they called it, it will it will alleviate his his allergies. So she made the health bread; it cured him, and that's how Pepperidge Farm was born—born born again of an allergy. So wow. let's talk a little bit about how far we've come in the hundred years since the launch of Pepperidge Farm. This, uh, I bet, it's not too f- uh, different than a mom trying to solve a solution or coming up with a solution or solving a problem for somebody that she knows and loves. Can you
4: talk a little bit about how this was born? For sure. So I have food allergies. I'm like you allergic to something outside of the top eight. And I now live in this kind of twisted place where I get excited when people have, you know, offbeat or unusual allergies. So bell peppers is a great one, right? And, And a relatively difficult one I would imagine because there's so many things that happen in prep that involve bell peppers in multitude of different cuisines. I'm well,
2: especially more. in prepared foods
4: and frozen mm-hmm.
2: foods, and um, and commercially, because it's a, it's a small ingredient that's relatively inexpensive, that has a very, what I'll call big note of flavor. So it's one of those flavor crutches that food producers rely on. It often doesn't okay. belong where it goes. And, and re- relatively otherwise delicious things get ruined because they're trying to just turn up the flavor volume and it falls out of a lot of categories for me
4: because of it. For sure, like, right? And that's that's a perfect example of why it is that we exist. So, you know, you're very familiar, I'm sure, with the top 8 matrix that a lot of restaurants will use, the food allergy matrix or a gluten-free menu. But if you're not a lemon, not
2: everybody is. So before we go too far, will you tell us about the big 8?
4: Yeah, so the top 8 are uh, wheat, dairy, eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, shellfish, uh, soy, and fin fish, eight. I have to count them off on my fingers or I lose track. Uh, So those are the top eight. Those account for 90% of uh, anaphylactic reactions. That's not the same thing as 90% of food allergic people. Uh, I'm allergic to several things in the top eight, but also to pork, which is an interesting one, kind of like bell peppers. It sneaks in as a flavor enhancer or, you know, people cook in lard or with bacon grease or whatever. Um, And so you really have to ask a lot of probing questions. Uh, the number of times I've walked in, you know, to a restaurant and only to find out, you know, later, too late that bacon got um, crisped up in the fryer with the French fries or something like that. Right? So for those of us who have outside of the top eight, it can be very challenging to figure out every single little teeny weeny ingredient that goes all the way back to every prep step and every packaged ingredient that was included in a particular dish you know, on on the fly during service, it's hard for servers and chefs to remember every single thing. And so we try to eliminate that stress point, both for the guest and for the restaurant and make the whole entire conversation much smoother and much faster.
2: Shandy, is that one of the things that has sort of kept restaurants and operators in what I'll call the 20th century operating model? Do we have better technologies that many people aren't using and that if you're not mm-hmm. using them, you're still kind of operating in the 20th century?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with Certistar, we provide uh, individualized menus, like you mentioned. So you literally put in your allergies, hit search, and you get back stoplight style, green, yellow, red. So green is allergen friendly. Yellow is modifications, and they're all chef-driven. So leave off this particular component or cook in a clean pan, something like that. And then red, you know, there's nothing we can do to fix that. So it gives that conversation a significant advantage and takes a lot of the time out and takes a lot of the involvement and guesswork out of the food allergies for the restaurant.
2: Does, Does this come on an app or do I subscribe to this service or does it happen in a restaurant or does it show up on a tablet menu? How does this technology get delivered to your users and guests and operators?
4: Sure. So the restaurants subscribe to the service and can use it logistically however they want. So for example, Joe's Real Barbecue, who we'll be bringing in in a little bit, uses us in their website. So guests can go to the website um, ahead of ordering, particularly right now in the pandemic, right? You can go to the website, figure out what you can have. The statistics are insane. Like 95% of food allergic people go to the websites ahead of time to figure out where it is that they can eat safely, Where is going to keep them safe. Um, alternatively, you can have a tablet in the restaurant or managers. We have customers whose managers have it on their phones. Um, some just use it on the website. Higher end restaurants will print out individualized menus. You know, uh, he, here, Mrs. English, you know, here's your individualized menu this evening, right for you. For uh, like a little,
2: in, a little Washington might do something like that.
4: Mm-hmm, exactly.
2: But a thoughtful operator might anticipate that. And in an, an age when there is much more information integration, when we use services like Open Table or DoorDash, mm-hmm. even there's a way now to deliver, if not a printed menu, the equivalent of a printed menu, and that that sort of bespoke hospitality that can be delivered at the five-star, five-diamond level can now take place almost anywhere. And that's not just about being fancy. That may become the new gold standard for thoughtful operators and careful operators in a post-pandemic world. Do you foresee, post-pandemic, that there may be even more demand for what it is that Certistar does?
4: Absolutely. We, you know, we really consider ourselves to be a part of food safety. And right now in the, in this pandemic, food safety has expanded, obviously, to become even more of an important topic. uh, And one that requires, you know, even extra work for everybody staffing the restaurants and more things to do, if you will. And food allergies become a part of that. And if you're using a Certistar, then you have more time back in your day to be able to take care of those you know, kind of extra pieces of work alongside all the other food safety things that you're taking care of.
2: You're clearly in partnership with restaurants. You're actually going to talk to an operator in a minute. When you mention the words barbecue, that you know, is a big red sign that says pork, pork, pork. So I'm going to <laughs> ask how, how you guys collaborate. But before we go there, I want to talk about...
1: Let how me just say something, Jennifer. Barbecue, by the way, can also be brisket and not pork. I'm just saying.
4: Joe's there has a fabulous barbecue. All the they even barbecued black
1: fruit. I bar- you know what I barbecued the other day?
4: Pineapple.
2: Nice. nice. That's all. So Personally, that's I nice link, but that's neither here nor there. I wanted to ask you about um, Star, mm-hmm. and um, talk about the entity Star, and when it was born and how it was born.
4: Sure. So we were founded in August of 2017. Uh, really necessity is the mother of invention. So I have food allergies. I got tired of going out to eat and trying not to, you know, spend an inordinate amount of time and attention during the conversations on um, my food allergies. I'd rather stay out of the spotlight if I can, you know, during that. And it ends up taking up a lot of time and, you know, it's a bit stigmatized, right? So, uh, I would go to great lengths to, uh, prepare the restaurant ahead of time, if you will, and make sure that I knew what I could have. So one day I thought, you know what, I'm really well equipped to be able to solve this problem. I spent 20 years in data and querying, and uh, I really wanted to be able to solve this problem. And it turns out that, you know, the set of ingredients in a menu and someone's set of food allergies really is just a data problem. And we were able to bring them together uh, to make everybody's lives a little bit easier and more efficient.
2: Shandy, I don't know if you can see on your screen, but Maureen O'Neill Malloy is saying how important this would be for a mom like her, whose son has food allergies. I've got I've to point out the obvious, which is when you're a parent, it's very difficult to integrate the dining out experience with these kinds of constant vigilance. Yeah. Uh, oh, vigilance. Speaking of vigilance, Mr. Uh, Vigilance himself was just on with us as making a comment. Talk a little bit for us uh, about adoption of CertaStar. You started not long ago, 2017. Yeah. And like, talk a little bit about where you are nationally, globally.
4: Yeah, so we are in uh, just over 300 restaurants right now. Uh, right before the pandemic, we were about to reveal um, you know, a, a national brand, but that's been unfortunately delayed. We can't talk about it quite yet. And there's a couple of more that the pandemic has kicked down the road a little bit. So we, like everyone else, are having, you know, some delays in normal operations. Uh, But yeah, about 300 restaurants, quite a few here locally in Arizona, because that's where we are based. We're based in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, Yeah, and and we are, you know, slowly but surely kind of educating the restaurant industry and the food service industry on, um, you know, being good at something isn't necessarily good enough. Um, right. I have a reaction this past weekend, the, the vigilance that is required literally every single time you put something in your mouth, every single time you eat, every snack you have, every meal you have, it's exhausting. You have friends in the business that you're going to
2: introduce us to and you're going to use them as an example of how Certistar comes to life for an operator. Who came to visit with us today?
4: So today we have Tad Peelan and Chris Henry from Joe's Real Barbecue in Gilbert, Arizona. And we are very, very grateful and thankful to have them as a partner. Uh, Joe's uses us on their website. And I can tell you, as much pork is available in barbecue, I can safely eat at Joe's and have done so repeatedly. uh, And I really appreciate them taking food allergies so seriously. Thanks for coming on, Tad.
0: It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
4: Nice to meet you,
2: and thanks for uh, coming. Talk a little bit about- Wait a minute,
0: before you start with Tad, Jen,
1: and Shandy, I am not having technical difficulty. Chris is having technical (laughs) difficulty. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. Wait a minute, look at this, look at this. We got somebody here, a Joe's fan. Love Joe's, best barbecue ever. Well, thank you, Nicole. So I hope Chris can get his stuff together. Oh, wait a minute, I think we got him, I think we got him. Let me see what we got, there he is.
0: We got him. Yes, sir. (laughs)
4: Super amazing, tasty barbecue. So, thank you guys so much for coming.
2: Hey, let's talk a little bit about being an operator today. Uh, you guys, you have huge populations of fans that love your food, and barbecue seems like it's a, a kind of a simple thing, you know, meat, sauce, and sides. How do you get into Dietary trouble, allergy trouble that made you pay attention in a special way to tune into and and have the the sort of the success of the collaboration with Shandy and Certistar occur. What prompted you to go look for her for her to look for you or how did that happen?
0: I would say it's been an evolutionary thing. I think 18 or 20 years ago, we've been open uh, since 1998 and I vividly recall 18 or 20 years ago, we had a, a new manager who was asked a food allergen question and gave the wrong answer. And I, I think the statute of limitations has passed. I think it was 18 <laughs> or 19 years ago, but it really, she gave the wrong answer. And fortunately, this person didn't go in anaphylactic shock. This person didn't have a terrible reaction but we took it personally, and we decided that's never going to happen in our restaurant again. And we have the benefit of having a relatively static menu. My menu that we created way back in 1997 before we opened our doors looks very much like today's menu. And when that's the case, it is not that difficult to know. every, Even though it's thousands of items that comprise the menu, it's easy to know what they are. We've actually been buying them all from the same purveyor for 22 years as well. So we took it seriously and this is in the years of excel spreadsheets and we'd create a matrix and we had training and i was in the airline industry for many years i started in the uh, restaurant industry when i was 14 years old had so a great career a like it does indeed and then i went in the airline industry for 17 years and we had at american airlines we had a ceo bob crandall and he was famous for a few comments and one was that you're only as good as your dumbest competitor or your worst employee having their worst day. And I think in in most cases, he's right. And we could have an employee having a bad day and giving a wrong answer. And we really wanted to get to a place where they didn't need to run and look at a recipe. They didn't need to perhaps be in a three-hour training program to always, 100% of the time, give the right, safe answer. And Shandy came along and pitched her product, and it's just been wonderful. We've, we use it in all of the iterations you all have spoken of. It's on the website, and that is an awesome customer-facing tool that they can use even before they set foot in our building, even before they order their uh, takeout food now. And yet in-house, we have it on a tablet and we can hand it and Chris can speak to how we, we use it to train our own employees in addition to giving them tools on the spot for each, each customer that has a question.
2: Yeah, please. How does star live at Joe's?
3: Well, As Ted spoke Say to Say it you, again. We, I'm sorry.
2: Uh, how we, does star live at Joe's Real Barbecue?
3: We uh, use it as a training tool for our new employees because there's always a lot of questions about the different products, but we do have it uh, posted. If you go to our nutritional information on our webpage, it'll take you right to the service star. You can select what item you're allergic to. It'll give you everything you're allowed to eat. Much like Shandy said, you have a stoplight, green, yellow, or red, which is, is a quick answer. Um, as Tad spoke to, we like using the tablet when people have questions because yeah. you always yeah. want to make sure you're covering everything because the range of items we have, and with uh, CertaStar's help, we're able to go through every, each and every individual item to Can make you sure. You
2: know,
3: uh, for example, say if someone's allergic to bell pepper. <laughs> I look up,
2: huh? the big eight, I wouldn't expect to be accommodated like that, but I love that. But but use something big like um like uh, eggs or dairy. I mean, you might think, well, what kind of eggs and dairy could be in barbecue? I'm probably safe. What are the you things that you encounter? Issues,
4: Jennifer. You should absolutely be accommodated the same way as if you had a top eight allergy.
0: Absolutely,
2: oh, you. you make me feel special.
4: You are special, and we can do that for you. So can
2: I program your um, service to my particular allergies?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's how it works. Mm-hmm. I'll go in and do I fill out a checklist, or how does that? How
4: does that? Occur? Yeah. So we give you a, a checklist for the top eight, and then there's an a, a bar where you can type in any other allergies that you have. There's actually 170 different foods that have been known to cause food allergic reactions. And so we don't discriminate against any of them. You can type in categories, nightshades, or mammals, or anything you like—bell uh, peppers, allium, anything. And so, allium. Ooh, that's what an allium. family is a big one. So, so
2: then I go and uh, I want. I'm I'm in Gilbert. My uh, I've just been to the what's that fantastic um, uh, baseball yard they have in Gilbert where they have all the tournaments. Who they've cares? renamed chicken, it. It's
0: now called Joe's, I need Joe's, Joe's web
1: address, so I can put that up. What's Joe's web
0: address? Joe's joesrealbbq.com. J O E S R E A L B B Q. And if they will scroll to the bottom, they can click on allergy info and they'll be looking at uh, exactly what we're talking about.
2: So, Chris, you know this place I'm talking about in Gilbert.
0: Yes.
3: And what's it called? Used to, be called Field, used to be called Field of Dreams. Now it's called uh, Cactus Yards.
2: Cactus Yards. That's right. So say I come to Gilbert and lots of people from all over the West come to Gilbert to go to Cactus Yards. And we are going to celebrate a, 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 a big win. And we want to celebrate with barbecue. And we find you. And how do I make the interface with my bell pepper allergy and your menu? How does that work? From your end, how does it work from my end?
3: On your end, if you go to you joesrealbarbecue.com, uh, on the bottom, it'll be nutri- nutrition. And like I just did, you'll type in red bell peppers, and it'll give you everything that's green, yellow, or red. I'm looking to see if there's anything that's going to affect you, because right now, most of it, you'll very, need to stay right around. It's, it's,
0: I did it earlier. It's almost all It's almost all green. She's in good shape.
3: She's in good shape. She just has to stay away from the turkey jalapeno sausage and probably our pit beans is about the extent of our menu that you can't eat.
2: I love brisket. brisket. How's your brisket?
3: You're fine on brisket. And it's delicious.
4: Yeah, Um, so that's exactly the point, right? We don't want to take away the personal touch, right? Chris can in-person walk you through what's safe for you, but he's getting it from a data-based, a fact-based uh, mechanism so that you know exactly what the right answers are. So you have that personal touch of service, and you've got you know 100% accuracy in the background.
2: Well, what's so interesting, you guys, is that our industry historically has been a high-touch industry, but now we're living in a no-touch time. Shandy, you've come up with something that lets you deliver a... No touch high touch combo hybrid experience yeah. um, I think in that regard, there's really quite a lot of the future that we see in your in your company and in your service. How do you see yourself growing? What do you see happening next, and how can we help you in that?
4: I mean, I would love to see us obviously be a more ubiquitous service, so more restaurants, more chains make us more widely available to the food allergy community. There's you know 32 million Americans with food allergies, which is a huge population, 10.4 percent of the population. And so, to be able to have a service like Stardust Star available where people can have similar dining experiences to all of their friends and family would be amazing. Um, I would love to see us integrated into some of the bigger services, you know, DoorDash and Uber Eats and you know things like that for the online ordering and for um, delivery. I will always take any and all introductions to anyone that uh, you know. You might think would be interested in using Star, and we would very much appreciate that.
2: So one of the things I hear you talking about are allergies and allergens, but so many people are doing special diets. They're mm-hmm. doing the Walls protocol to reduce inflammation or feed their mitochondria. They're doing keto. They're doing no carbs, all carbs. Uh, there's lots of things we can do does this work for people on special diets and, and restricted food programs as well
4: so it's an interesting question we include gluten friendly uh, vegan and vegetarian uh, in the in the software as it is um, we also provide if the customer wants uh, all of the nutritional information for any given dish so you can see it in a quick view if you will uh, Tad if it's okay one of the things I think I remember you having said is oh the nutritional information is interesting to see if there's a place where we could maybe, reduce sugar or reduce fat in some of our recipes. Um, I mean, I would realize we had that conversation an eon ago, but uh, you know, the nutritional information has become more and more and more important as people are more health conscious. We do provide that, uh, yeah. and it's not currently a part of the search parameters. It sounds like you've
2: developed a really collaborative relationship with the restaurant operators who are using your service. Would each of you talk about that and how valuable that becomes to each of you?
0: I'd be happy to kick off. Um, We knew as soon as it was pitched to us that this had the potential to really give our employees first and our customers uh, second great tools that didn't exist for us. We'd never seen it. We'd never used it ourselves. And it worked out. I really had to, as the person writing the checks and as the person who is always wanting to up our game, um, I, I needed to see how it worked. And I was so pleased during the process. Um, her team works so hard to take, as you can imagine, the number of ingredients you know yeah. that we have to produce this menu. It's literally thousands. And so what's really cool is they have a, a great database, particularly if you're with one of the major uh, food purveyors. And if you can give them, for instance, your product number, that you order from your mainline, uh, purveyor, Say they know
2: or us foods or somebody like or that. shamrock
0: foods. Exactly. Shamrock correct. Foods. And that was the beauty for us. We've used the same product. We knew all of our product numbers and it's very important. And I didn't really even realize the incredible benefit of knowing the difference between this brand's Worcestershire sauce and this brand's Worcestershire sauce. Right. Well, they're very different. One is okay for gluten, uh, allergies and one is not and so um, that was really cool and then as they were rolling out our product we rolled out a concept within a concept we actually opened uh topo arizona it's a burrito and soft serve and a elote street corn concept on property and we thought well there are so few items there but allergies are no less important and her team stepped up and her team was able to create this exact same thing for Topo. So even if folks go to TopoArizona.com, they're going to quickly yep. find out, you know, our, our allergy info and be able to to determine those same things for our Elote Street Corn and for our for um, our Very, very,
2: very Cool Very, very Cool Very Cool Hey our, um, I brought yeah,
0: visual aid That's Topo. He's our he's our he's our twenty foot gopher on top of our building roadside architecture. Yeah.
2: That's kind of funny. At the beginning of the show, I was talking about my friends, uh, Jane and Michael Stern, who wrote the road food books. And their rule of thumb was always that if you're looking for a place to eat and uh, you want to know what to order there, if it's a building that has a big fiberglass cow out front, go there Absolutely. and order the beef. <laughs> or if a place Don't order out, the gopher. <laughs> But they also say things like, if a place claims to have invented something, if it's the home of, it's where the chimichanga was invented. It's it's the home of the, you know, French dip brisket sandwich. Uh, Make sure you go to Joe's, whatever it is. Uh, That's the thing to order there. Um, Chris, I I love your hat, and I have to tell you that gives me like so much happiness for you. That clearly you're a proud guy of, of this place that you've created, and that that. In the hospitality industry, the legends in our business talk about their restaurants like this is my house. And when you come and you eat with me, you're eating in my house. And when you're at my house, I want to take care of you. And I want to take care of you completely and thoroughly. I want to take care of every aspect of your experience. I want to delight you. I want you to have great food. I want you to have lovely conviviality. I I want it to be all very satisfying for you. And that that hat makes me think of this concept, that, that Joe's is your house and that you welcome your guests. And there's something about that idea as it relates to Certistar that when you bring people into your house, you just want to take care of them. Would you talk a little bit about how important your place is and how you feel about it?
3: I think our our partnership with Certify, CertStar has made us even more aware of the different things because everybody knows it's been in the industry for as long as Tad and I have that originally somebody would ask you, oh, does this have allergens? You either ran back to grab a can or you grabbed like a 27-page little sheet that had little check marks next to each of the items, and they were never really user-friendly, This way, if people call on the phone, it's easy to direct them right to the website. If they're there in person, and my staff will pull out the tablet and say, here, here's what you can have, here's what you want to stay away from. If somebody catches me by the front door, I can pull out my phone and say, here, I'll show you. And it's just uh, nice to know that you can honestly and be straightforward with people and you know for sure the answer. Chris, if you don't mind me
4: asking, During this pandemic time where you've had an uptick in takeaway and curbside, has it made the phone conversations that you're having smoother or easier than you would have expected?
3: Most definitely because we can refer our guests to the website and have them look and then say call back because we've had to, uh, as Tad jokingly says, we've had to add to third landline on, which we never thought we would have to do at this point because we've been so busy. So uh, it's just, it's a nice tool to give them that they can look at versus, or if it's a quick question, our team can look right on our tablet and say, yeah, you're good. You can have these, these, and this, or like we said, stay away from the beans and the turkey sausage, but you're good for everything else.
2: You know, Shandy, one of the things... That really struck me when I was preparing for this conversation today is that very traditional thing we kind of miss right now, which is welcoming guests into our house, whether it's our home that we live in with our family or our restaurant and operators and restaurateurs, food entrepreneurs, our house is our business and our business is our house. That idea of wanting to take care of our guests is changed. And maybe enhanced in this time where the care that we have to take includes masks and, and additional hand washing and, and no-touch deliveries. Mm-hmm. Would you talk a little bit about those kinds of philosophical ideas about hospitality and how they've been a core part of your business from the beginning?
4: For sure. I mean, people ask about this, you know, relatively frequently. How do I entertain someone who has a food allergy? How do I welcome someone who has a food allergy? I can't tell you. I'm going to get all teary-eyed. You ask me these questions. When people ask me if I'm going over to their homes pre-pandemic, obviously, oh, look, you know, what can I serve you? What can I make you? It's so touching, and it means that someone cares, right? Because I'm a little bit difficult to feed with my allergies, and people don't think of stuff, and I end up staying with, you know, with the kind of crudité and um, you know, things like that just to not be a burden or a pain in the neck. So when I can go and order off of a full menu and not feel like I'm uh, taking up all this time and I feel welcome and like everybody else, it's so endearing and it makes me so loyal to that place. And we hear that from food allergy people all the time, right, that they really want to be able to do what it is that everybody else does and they love going out to eat and they love feeling welcome and they love being able to experience that same hospitality.
2: We just got a message. I don't know if you guys can see on your screen, but Mary Moynihan from my native Boston. Mary, I am so, Mary, and I'm so glad that you are with us today and that you wish you had this. I, I am so grateful that you're pointing this out, that people of Irish descent are often celiac, and that's just a big thing that people suffer with and, and learn to manage. Um, and I, I love that this is a thing It might not seem sexy, but I guarantee you, it's going to give you the most powerful connection, that lasting connection with your guests and your customers in ways people don't necessarily talk about it, and they may roll their eyes when someone has, but until you have to deal with it with your own children or your own family or people you really love and care about, which should be your guests, hello. (laughs) Uh, This is something that actually is really powerful in ways that's like hiding in plain sight. And I can't thank you all enough for coming to be with us today and introduce us to Sir. How can people get more information and, and how do you sign up and is it expensive and who pays for it and all those other kinds of things? <laughs> what kind of technical stuff can you tell us about this?
4: Sure. So you can see our website on the screen. You can always call us at 833-EAT-SAFE or any of the social media channels at Sir uh, The restaurants subscribe. Um, it's not uh, particularly expensive, particularly not in light of keeping your guests safe. Uh, so yeah, give us a call anytime you can sign up right on our website as well, or we are more than happy to help any step along the way. Thank you so much for having us. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, tad and Chris, thank you for joining.
0: Of course. And if anyone wanted to reach out and, and discuss it with me, I'm available at joesworldbarbecue.com.
2: That's fantastic. Everybody in Gilbert,
4: we're uh, Joes. Now,
2: <laughs> let's just talk about this. Uh, are you, uh Joes, are you doing a uh, curbside? Is that what's happening right now?
0: We are. We, you know, you were talking about our house, and I'm going to get teary-eyed just as Shandy did because I had to close my house for six weeks for the first time ever. And um, I'm sorry, we brother. got. That's okay. We got to open back up, and we reinvented ourselves, and we have 12 curbside parking spots we never had, and we're killing it. And we were able to open our dining room more recently, and we're working really hard to keep our employees safe and our customers safe. And I think the role of things like Certistar going forward are going to become even more important when people stop and reflect on how important safety and food safety are.
2: And let's give everybody Joe's Real Barbecue website one more time.
0: Sure. Oh, You want me to do that?
1: (laughs) I can do that. I can do that. That's what I do here. I just (laughs) left the orders. (laughs) (laughs) Joe'sRealBarbecue.com. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Shandy, Tad, Chris. Thank
2: Thank you, guys. guys. Thank you. As friends in the business, chef, I got to tell you, I can't, I can't wait to try Joe's real barbecue. Yeah,
1: we got a lot of it, a lot of play today, a lot of play. And you know what, Jennifer? You're a fantastic host. I love the background. It looks amazing. And uh, have a good Fourth of July weekend.
2: We have a big show tomorrow. You know who's on with us tomorrow?
1: Nobody, because I'm not doing a show tomorrow.
2: No, we have Farmer Lee Jones on with us. We're unboxing his box of veg tomorrow.
1: Well, that'll be fun for you but i yeah, won't be yeah. there i'll be driving goodbye have a good weekend my love <laughs>